All right, welcome to Fitting in Fitness. I'm Nick. I'm Alyssa. And this is a podcast about fitness, health, and everything in between. Yes. Yes. Love it. Yeah? So today you wanted to talk, well, we both wanted to talk about um, kind of the struggles that we've had in the past with fitness and diet culture and all that fun stuff. Um, I really wanted to kind of talk about some of the mistakes that we've made. Yeah. And the traps that we have fallen into, which have been basically the same. So do you want to start out and kind of telling your story about how you even got into like fat loss and fitness? Okay. So I'll start from the, like the way beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Let's tell your story and I'll, we'll tell mine, you know? Yeah. Sounds great. So I think maybe like 10 years ago. Ooh, I don't know. I, even... I didn't know Nick 10 years ago. This will be a good you... story. <laughs> I don't think you knew Nick like 10 weeks ago. No. Nope. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, it was at least 10 years ago. Actually, I think it was 2012, so like eight years ago. Um, I had first got into like exercising and I was doing like those exercise videos. It was all very like cardio based because that's all I knew how to do. Um, and you know, honestly, it was, it was great. It, it taught me a lot about like mental toughness and stuff, but I also kind of bought into the like nutrition part of diet culture. Like I believed so many foods were bad there was like a, a nutrition guide that had followed along with whatever program that was and it had said like basically it was like you can eat foods from tier one which is like lettuce and like the the most delicious thing on there was sweet potatoes and i love sweet potatoes like i could eat sweet potatoes all day long but like and then as you go down it's like okay tier two you can eat like ham or some shit like that and then it goes all the way down and it's like there's five tiers and it's like cheese is in like the fourth tier and i went all this time i went years thinking that cheese was gonna make me fat which is ridiculous cheese does not make you fat um being in a calorie surplus makes you fat and i did not know that i didn't know about calories i mean i kind of did I guess that's where the next phase of my my fat loss came in, which was the the twelve hundred calorie diet that everybody loves so much because that's the minimum amount of food that we're supposed to have as humans. That's like it's like enough food for a baby, right? Right. My four year old um, probably has about twelve hundred calories a day. I'm pretty sure my my four month old puppy has twelve hundred calories. <laughs> I mean, maybe the dog food is really high calorie. Actually, who knows? Well, it is puppy food, so yeah. I think it's supposed to be high Super calorie. High but calorie. anyways, yeah, I was eating twelve hundred calories, and by the way, still believing that cheese was unhealthy. <laughs> so I was I was eating twelve hundred calories without cheese, and what would happen is I'd do great for like I don't know a week, and then it'd hit Saturday, and it would be like eight o'clock at night, and I'd be like, yeah, cheese is unhealthy. Like you can have it in moderation. And then I'd find myself in the refrigerator with the bag of shredded cheese, like <laughs> shoveling cheese into my mouth. Like I've never had cheese before. Like I just broke out of prison and walked into 
a store that exclusively sold bagged cheese. Like (laughs) that is, that was my life for like a long cycle of time as I just kept repeating that. And then it was, all right, you messed up, you messed up. Like, and then for like a week I'd be like, well, well, fuck it. Like I'm going to eat pizza for every single meal now and then feel sorry for myself for a week and then get back into it which was just like it wasn't even a yo-yo diet it was like an upward trend of like just gain five pounds lose two pounds gain five pounds lose two pounds yeah it was the the diet binge cycle that everybody falls into where the diet binge yeah. yeah and I mean I felt the same way not with shredded cheese but with like things like peanut butter or like like sweets you know like um I would always over restrict myself on like my favorite foods like chocolate chip cookies or even bananas like I went I went so (laughs) long without eating bananas and saying well they're so high glycemic index and I can't just I can't waste a hundred whole calories on one banana well which felt really real because I was only eating like 1100 to 1200 calories so 100 calories for one piece of fruit did feel like a lot and it was like not worth it for me I'm like I don't I I, and now you know an older more mature me and more um knowledgeable me um I eat a freaking banana every single day and sometimes I have two in one sitting like they're just my favorite thing in the whole world and I can't believe it went so long restricting myself of that because they're high glycemic index which um doesn't matter if you are a normal healthy uh person with a pancreas that works correctly it doesn't matter high glycemic foods don't make you gain fat (laughs) you know like and I just had no idea I was like oh what a waste yeah I I've definitely been there too not eating certain fruits because of sugar content Oh, I have a quick story on, um, it's kind of a side story. There was this time. So when I first started this, like this go around, you know, my successful piece of it, um, (laughs) it was like about a year ago and I had really started like eating healthy and like kind of getting on the like calories in calories out or whatever, like just tracking in my fitness pal. I mean, and I still had a horrible relationship with food. I won't lie about that, but I knew that fruit wasn't bad for you like I was getting to that point like I was learning and I was understanding okay like this is how we actually do this so somebody was asking me about like what I'm doing and stuff like that and I was just like you know I'm just like counting calories and blah 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 and at the time I was at work and at the time I was eating like a little container of like strawberries or some sort of like low calorie fruit I don't even remember what it was and this girl that I work with goes my husband or boyfriend or whatever it was my husband is so healthy he's a personal trainer and he doesn't even eat fruit because it's so high sugar and I was like um your husband sounds boring as fuck (laughs) and everybody did you really say that I mean, I might have not said the F word, but I said, wow, he sounds really boring. <laughs> um, and that's not true at all. And she's, I was like, that's, it's natural sugar. It ha- doesn't have any, like, it has, like, doesn't have the same effect as like, you know, um, artificial, whatever, blah, blah, blah. 
And I tried not to argue with her because she sounded super, like, annoying. And she was like, um, yes, it does. The natural sugars, your body responds to them the exact same way. And I wanted to be like, do you know that carbohydrates, like, react the same way as sugar? Like, you know, like, are you completely dumb? But I didn't say all of that. But I was just like, are you serious? Like, you're, first of all, a nurse. Hello, I'm a nurse. You're a nurse. And you don't know that fruit is healthy for you? like I was just like oh my god but yeah yeah it's 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 kind of sad just the way like diet culture has has put out all these things that like fruit has so much sugar you shouldn't have fruit or you know you don't eat fat it makes you fat don't eat carbs it makes you fat and people start to believe it and it's it's almost like it's sad but it's almost like you you have to forgive them for it because it's force fed down our throat so much by all the stuff you see and you really have to go out and seek on your own how to get better information and if you don't know where your information is coming from I mean like there are studies out there that are not fraudulent but one study of like six people and four people showed this is going to be you know what I mean like if you don't know where to get your information um there could be a study out there that shows exactly what you think is you know like the incorrect information so it's hard like you have to really go out of your way to find the information that you need in order to lose fat like the right way Um, because there's so much jargon there's so much like junk in the way it's like it's like you have to like run a marathon and in in like flip-flops in order to get to like the the like information that you really need you know yeah you can you can literally google anything to fit your agenda you can google why is fruit bad for you and you'll get all the reasons why (laughs) fruit is bad for you and you can google why is fruit good for you and you'll get all the reasons why fruit is good for you and it's just insane like if and people will believe that by googling something whether it be nutrition like politics, science, Vaccines. anything you can you can Google to fit your agenda. <laughs> we won't get into yeah. that. We We're not getting into that, but yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, why you even felt like you needed to lose fat. Like where were you in your life where you were like, you know what, I need to do something different. Um, was it, you know, coming in from yourself, like internally, or was it more like of an external kind of thing, like a push? Does that make sense? All right. Yeah, this you're going to laugh at me for this. I actually remember one of the moments, one of the many moments that I was like, all right, this is this is one of the times. I ordered a pizza and I ran down the stairs to get the pizza. And by the time I got to the bottom of the stairs, I was winded. And I was like, I just ran <laughs> down the stairs and I'm winded. Like, that's a problem. So that's when I started exercising i probably fell off track that was probably one of my cheese goblin (laughs) times i don't remember but that's that's just one that stands out for me i think i've always kind of had like body image issues and this this is something that men don't talk about very much but men definitely have body issues too like i know people (laughs) some people are like into the dad bod or whatever but i wasn't into that and i definitely had the dad bod (laughs) until i like got on my shit and figured out how to actually 
lose body fat correctly by being in a calorie deficit, a sustainable calorie deficit, not one of 1200 calories, one that actually makes sense. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much where it started for me just having body. Well, and it's interesting. Like, yes, you, you said you had body issues and I think everybody does no matter what. Um, and if you don't, you're lying. Um, so mm-hmm. be truthful with yourself. <laughs> but it's interesting that you said, well, I was winded going down the stairs. Like, it was almost more of, like, a health change. Um, like, yeah, like, fat loss was the goal, too. But, like, you want didn't want to be winded running down the stairs. And that's really interesting that you have that moment of time stuck in your head. Because it was almost like, okay, yeah, I'm out of shape. I can't, well, I can't even walk down the stairs, blah, blah, blah. But it's, like, it's really kind of interesting to know that like it was more so like I need to get into shape so that and that means losing fat you know it wasn't it wasn't just an aesthetic goal I think that that's interesting yeah I I think that's a good point it was a little bit um, I guess you'd say performance based I wanted to be able to move around without panting all the time so um shall I tell my fat loss story I would love for you to tell your your fat loss okay, inspiration. So, well, I've always been, um, I was never like the skinny kid, you know, I was never like, I was never like really, I mean, I was athletic, but I was never really, mm, I, my BMI was always overweight. Let's just say it like that. Um, but I played a lot of sports in school growing up. Like I did gymnastics when I was a kid um, in high school. I did softball. I did volleyball um, all throughout like like I played softball like four seasons of the year. Like if it, if it was snowing, like I was inside playing softball, like I was really athletic. So, um, that being said, like when I went to college, it was like nursing school or a social slash, um, athletic life. Um, and I couldn't fit both, you know, I really, I was in a serious relationship and I had a lot on my plate and I was like, I need to get into nursing school and nursing school is the hardest thing to get into. And it's pretty hard to even stay in nursing school. So I, it was like kind of a choice I had to make, like, do I need to, um, risk like my academics for like a softball team? And it just wasn't worth it to me. So that being said, like I stopped being as active as I was like I mean I were yeah I worked um two jobs and I went to school but what was I doing in between I was studying I was you know gaining weight because I was eating when I was studying like study dates became pizza dates or you know and then um I so I just steadily gained weight like through college like I mean I I probably gained around 30 pounds just in my like first like year of actual nursing school and um you know it didn't help because I worked at Dunkin Donuts <laughs> and I worked and I worked at a pizza restaurant <laughs> and um you know free Dunkin Donuts and free pizza like it was just a dream come true um you know for a college student and like my metabolism wasn't keeping up because I wasn't active um and so I actually started um in between my third and fourth year of college. So it was my, after my first year of nursing school and between, and before my second, um, during the summer, um, my husband was working so much that I had literally nothing else to do, um, except go to the gym and 
cook and meal plan like he was working so much that like I was just bored and I'm like I'm gonna go to the gym and I loved it like I really thrived in that kind of environment because it was something I was used to in high school and middle school and stuff like that and I counted calories um probably I can't remember like how many calories I was eating but it probably wasn't a healthy amount I did end up losing about 30 pounds um and then I got pregnant. <laughs> so I got pregnant in nursing school. Great timing. Um, and <laughs> he made me so sick that all I wanted to eat was carbs. So when I ate bagels and macaroni and cheese for nine months, um, I, I ended up leaving that pregnancy at 200 pounds. So fast forward, have him. I never really lose the weight. And then... Um, I get back to normal. He's about a year old. And then I get into this program that is super restrictive, kind of like the same program you're talking about, super restrictive, telling me that like peas are carb and, and there's like healthy vegetables and unhealthy vegetables. I remember asking um, my coach or my team lead or whatever they were called, um, can I have creamer in my coffee? And she was like, no way. You need to get away from that. If you don't want, if you can't drink your coffee black, then you shouldn't drink it at all. And I was like, oh, creamer must be really bad then. Like, oh my God. So I never bought it again. And then what did I do after that program? I like drank like six cups of coffee a day with like a whole crap ton of creamer um put I lost 11 pounds in the three weeks that I was in the program which is not a sustainable rate um and I just I I when I when I was done with it I put it all back on and then I got pregnant again (laughs) so and then I got pregnant again but I mean that time it was planned and I knew that but I it just it just sets you back pregnancy sucks but regardless like And then, you know, going back to that program, like, it just taught me, it just ruined my relationship with food. I felt like I had a really good relationship prior to that. Like, yeah, I was counting calories, like, in nursing school and stuff like that. But I was still eating rice, and I was still eating, um, like, high-calorie foods just in different proportions. And then I try this 21-day program that is telling me, like, actually, you can only have um, one tablespoon of brown rice with your salmon tonight. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, like it was just completely ridiculous. And then, you know, I think like the turning point for me, um, years was running down the the stairs for pizza. Mine was, um, not being able to keep up with my kids. You know, I had, um, an almost one-year-old and an almost three-year-old when we left Connecticut for Arizona. And um, I couldn't keep up with them. Like we would stop at parks on our drive and I, I wouldn't want to play in the park. Like I would just want to sit down and I would see my husband like playing and running around with them. And I'm like, I, why can't I do that? You know? And like you said, it was a little bit of a performance thing, but then I would see pictures of myself and I'd be like, ew, delete that. Um, and I didn't want to be out of the pictures with my kids. Like I don't have pictures of me, um, with my parents because of a house fire, separate story. Um, but I don't have pictures of me and my, my, um, my parents when I was that age and like I didn't want to purposely not be in the photos 
because I didn't like the way I looked. And that was, I think, the biggest turning point for me um, in wanting to be different and wanting a different lifestyle. Yeah, I I uh, actually feel that a lot as far as the uh, pictures thing goes. I'm pretty sure, like, between, like, 2016 and 2018, there are, like, three pictures of me because I was just so dissatisfied with the way I looked. I did not want to be in pictures. Like, if I saw a camera, yeah. I would turn the other way. Um, and while I was also in a very mentally poor state at that point in my life I was in a very unhealthy relationship and very dissatisfied with myself in general and just kind of didn't get out very much either so that kind of contributes to the picture thing but that's uh that's also (laughs) a different story yeah no I get it you know and then even so let me let me ask you this is that that whole relationship with food that you had that poor relationship with food and then discovering what a good relationship with food is like, is that what was a contributing factor in why you wanted to be a coach? Because I think that having a good relationship with food is, is one of the most, if not the most important thing um, in your, in your life. Like, in terms of like your mental health Um, because, you know, going back to when I lived at home with my mom, my stepdad, my stepdad would always tell me like, oh, you're going to eat that. You're going to eat that. Are you serious? You're going to have another cup of milk. You're going to have another bowl of cereal. I was so insecure about eating. I started like sneaking food. Um, And I think that that's where my, um, my insecurity with food came from anyway. And then like just having to yo-yo diet and go down all the wrong roads. Like it just led to so much like mental stress, not even just about my body image, but like, like the, the food relationship, like you said, like eating cheese out the, out of the fridge at at midnight, like who does that? Like only some, (laughs) no offense, but like only someone who has a, I feel like a lot of people like do that. Only okay. Who has a really crappy relationship with food. And like, um, y- you know, and it's, it's creating like the good and the bad food. And, and I just, I want to teach people that it's not about um, never having a brownie ever again, because you think it's bad or um, never having the candy that you love um, because you think it's bad. Like, it's not bad. It's just something that you need to eat a little less frequently. And, and, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's just something I really struggle with. And it's something that I really want to show my children, um, that you, you can have chocolate with dinner. Like you don't have to wait. You don't have to finish your food. You don't have to wait. You can have a piece of chocolate with, with your, um, chicken and broccoli or whatever, you know, and it's, it's tough for me, like if I could instill one thing in my children, it would be a healthy relationship with food and a good body image, but healthy relationship with food um, is like, they're tied together. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that. I think that's a great thing to teach your children. I think that's something that we should all be teaching our children because the past generation has been taught so much bogus crap that it's, destroying us it's really destroying us as a generation I mean 
it's it's just like this huge issue that um you know when you you mentioned earlier like fat foods make you fat um and then there's the other side of it that like you shouldn't eat low fat foods because it's full of something else because they took the fat out you know like it's just like everything has uh an issue everything is a problem everything well, you can't have diet soda because that yes. causes cancer. Like, you know what else causes a cancer? The sun. Should I stay inside every every day for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know, like, it's just <laughs> tough. Everything. Yeah, everything is bad for you. I mean, you, you can't avoid everything. So just eat the things that are nutritious or don't. Eat, eat a piece of chocolate sometimes. Have birthday right. cake when it's someone's um, birthday. When... You know what really bothers me? This is my pet peeve. Whenever, so I obviously I've lost about about sixty pounds. I'll round up about sixty pounds over the last year. Um, and whenever there's like donuts or pizza or something at work, um, people will like nonchalantly say, "Well, you won't even eat that because you're always healthy." And I was like, you know, I eat whatever I want. Like, no matter what. And and sometimes I still struggle with guilt. I think everybody does. I think it's it would be silly of me to say that I am 100% okay mentally and my food relationship is fixed. It's not. It's an ongoing thing. Um, but that being said, like, it just really bothers me when somebody's like, oh, you won't eat that. You're healthy. Yes, I am healthy. Healthy enough to know one cookie won't make me fat tomorrow. <laughs> That is such a shitty thing to say to someone. Like, you don't, like, that person doesn't know what you're going through. Like, even if you are going through something or not, like, that's really shitty to say to somebody because, like, that's, it could destroy your mental whatever. Like, if you're struggling with something and someone brings you down like that, that's, that's not okay. That's, that's not okay. I'll, I'll tell you um, a story about, one of my like biggest restrictive moments I had been doing a kind of a similar program to the one you were doing where you were saying like peas is a carb whatever um and it was it was like a three-month program but it was it was really really restrictive like you could only eat like like your first meal you'd have to have a protein a vegetable and like an oil or something like that you could only have certain numbers of that and you had to eat at certain times, like your first meal would have to be at, I don't know, six o'clock, and then you have to eat your next meal three hours later. So anyways, I go to this meeting, my company's having this big meeting with like this big client, and they provide lunch, but I had to eat my my uh, my yogurt with peanut butter and banana at 10 o'clock, and at two o'clock, I had to eat my carrots and blueberries or whatever I was having. So noon comes around and lunch is provided and me being in the super restrictive program, I'm like, eh, I'm not going to eat. So I don't eat. And everyone like is like, hey, why aren't you eating? And I'm like, well, I'm on a weird eating schedule. That's literally what I said. Because uh, I didn't want to explain the whole and thing. And, and I was embarrassed about it. Is so how you know it's wrong. If you're embarrassed to tell people what you're doing, you shouldn't be doing it you know sorry to interrupt but you know that's you're right you're right 
no, that's a that's a great point. You're absolutely right. And I didn't think about that, but you are absolutely right. Anyways, they ordered Panera and Panera is generally like a decent, nutritious fast food. As far as fast food goes, it's one of the more nutritious options. But I couldn't have that because <laughs> oh, God I forbid I have white bread. Like blasphemy. <laughs> So I let everybody eat and I'm sitting there awkwardly like, yes, this is fun. And um, anyway, the meeting ends and our like project manager was like, oh, yeah, like take that sandwich home with you. Um, And just to be like polite, I'm like, "Okay, yeah, I'll take it home with me, knowing full well, as soon as I get home, I'm going to throw it in the garbage. Anyways, I get stuck in traffic on the way home and this sandwich is sitting on the passenger seat next to me. And let me just make this clear i don't even really like panera but this sandwich is sitting there staring at me because i haven't had anything like that i've been so restrictive with my diet and it kind of starts to smell good so i'm like all right i'm getting hungry like i'll just take a bite just a bite so i take a bite and then another and then i eat the whole thing and it's gone and i feel this overwhelming like shame and guilt and it it was really, really hard to deal with. And I, I thought about it for months afterwards, but really. And did it make you fat the next day? A fucking sandwich. <laughs> like, no, it didn't make, I don't even think I gained weight the next day. I don't know. I, I felt terrible about it and I still can't believe that that happened and that I felt that yeah. shitty. And about that's really, I mean, it's really sad because I mean, not to like, decrease the way you felt but like so many people have had that same exact story I mean I know I have I know I um ate so much on Christmas that I had diarrhea all night (laughs) (laughs) I've been there (laughs) I actually planned to do that you know like and, and I'm honestly so last um, holiday season, I was like super strict season. Like uh, my, I took my kids Halloween um, trick-or-treating on Halloween and I had one piece of their candy. I mean, my kids were one and three, like they weren't eating candy. Um, so like, I was like, I'm going to have one mm. piece. I had one piece and I, I did it. I was fine. I was fine. I had one piece of chocolate um, and then never probably had anything until Thanksgiving Thanksgiving um, made everything um, a healthy version. So like my, um, I love to cook and I love, I love Thanksgiving. I love Christmas. I will host forever. I like, that's just my, the kind of person I am, but we weren't having guests this Thanksgiving um, because I'm obviously across the world with my family. Um, and I healthified everything same for Christmas. I mean, I like if I made cookies, oh I God. made them with like whole wheat flour. I did um, um, like half the butter, half half butter, half applesauce in my baking. I used almond milk. Oh, my God. God forbid if I had like, um, you know, how I don't know if this is a normal thing, but like, you know, sweet potato casserole has like um, brown sugar. I used like fake sugar. Like it was just ridiculous. And it was not like. I like healthified everything. I went over the top. I'm like, ah, oh, well, this has this many calories. I was literally counting calories on Thanksgiving. Do you regret that at all? Counting calories on Thanksgiving? Um, I'm gonna have to say no. 
only because like now it teaches me exactly what not to do for this year. And, um, I am going to just make all of the like comfort foods that like Americans eat on Thanksgiving, you know, like I'm not going to healthify anything. I'm going to just eat what I want. Um, and you know, be a little bit more mindful about how much I'm eating versus like what I'm eating. And I think that that's like the major like mindset difference that I've like come across over the past like year is like not necessarily like what it is, but like how much, you know, I don't want to feel sick on after any meal, but I mean, we all feel sick on Thanksgiving, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to focus on how many calories I'm eating. Like that's not the point of Thanksgiving at all. Yeah. I love that. I think, um, I think what ends up being kind of the moral of both of our stories here is that like we both made some very restrictive choices and it's it's kind of good that we've made those choices looking back because we've learned so much from them. And I think this is very common among people, not just you and I. I think this is very common among people trying to lose body fat is they've gone down these cycles and they eventually, some of them, maybe not all of them, but eventually some of them learn from it and learn to have a healthier relationship with food and others don't and you know we're we're rooting for the ones that don't (laughs) we're rooting for you to find your way yeah (laughs) and you know and this isn't something that just like changes overnight like I mean I still have issues and struggle um with reminding myself it's okay to eat certain foods Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I think I was telling you the, like a few days ago, like I bring, um, all of these foods to work with me. Right. And I like never end up eating them, but I have them there to remind me like, it's okay to eat every single thing you have if that's what your body needs. So, I mean, I still, I still have to remind myself to, um, eat (laughs) what I want when I want it. Um, and you know, kind of another little side story. I know, um, we have to wrap this up soon, but I got a DM, um, from another nurse, um, recently in the past. I didn't even tell you the story yet. Um, yesterday, I think. And she was saying like, I'm getting dizzy and this and that during my workouts. What are your, um, what do you think about this? And I was like, well, like, you know, I know that you're a nurse, like you probably are working 12 hour shifts, you know, like sleep, probably affects that but I also asked like are you eating enough and she was like honestly like no probably I'm probably not eating enough to sustain like normal body functions and how much I work out and um she was mentioning how she kind of has has an unhealthy relationship with exercise and how like she has to exercise and if she doesn't like like she can't eat certain foods and this and that and um during like during her work days she would say she would like tell herself okay like how long can I go without eating like how like almost like a challenge to herself and I um really kind of identified with that as well because like sometimes um you know this is this sounds bad but sometimes I'm like okay like it's 6 p.m. I'm going to work. I just ate dinner. Like I should probably be hungry around midnight. And then if I'm hungry before then, I'll be like, well, was my meal not good enough? Like, did I, 
like, you know, and I'm just finding myself like reminding myself, like, actually it's okay to be hungry in two hours. Like that's a natural bodily response to, you know, and, and so I really identified with that in, in terms of like reminding myself, like, Hey, if you're hungry, it's okay to be hungry. It's okay to eat. Um, you know, and, and not and everybody has an unhealthy relationship with food, but it could also be with exercise as well. And, and that could be an, an entire new podcast topic in and of itself. <laughs> you know, that actually kind of gave me an aha moment um, going back to when I was doing that program with the time nutrition that I talked mm-hmm. about. Um, I remember there was one cardio workout in it. It was, it was a, like a body weight workout and basically one of the exercises it was like a um, it was a body weight single leg rdl and every time i like finished and stood back up i remember feeling dizzy and i was like oh no it's just because this is like a really intense cardio workout that's normal and now i'm like wow that was not normal at all i was i was underfed yeah and it's not good. yeah and maybe our next episode should be like um, unhealthy relationships with our fitness trackers, like our Apple watches, um, <laughs> because that's a yeah, whole nother thing as one. well. And with exercise and like thinking that you have to earn your food and it's just, there's so many Ooh, things. Yeah, that could be another topic yeah, too. Yeah, there's so many topics. I'm really excited to like get into all these like things that. Um, people struggle with and hopefully help some people out yeah so i think we can get into some stuff like that in the next episode and in the meantime i think this has been a great first one and we hope you the listener have enjoyed it as well yeah and go give us a five-star review we would love you for it